0: Hi, this is Stephanie Schaefer, and you're listening to the North Star Narrative, a podcast from North Star Academy. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and motivated by what you learned today. Enjoy the story. Hey, guys welcome to the show I am super super excited today to share my special new friend with you Lathan Warlick he is incredible because he is doing things different he is choosing to take the path that God has laid out for him um, in the music industry and just his life as a whole and so he has an incredible story of how God called him called him for God's purposes and I'm um, just intervened at his in his life at just the right moment. So stick around because you are just going to be in awe, just like I am, of what God has done in his life and how he is using them now. He has been able to meet some amazing people and record with them and is really blending genres and bringing unity to God's people. And so he is doing something really cool. And I know that you're going to want to get on board. He is going to share how to do that with him and hear his music. And it's just going to be so fun. He is married and he has two children. So I'm sure he'll want to share a little bit about that and and just how incredible his Savior is. So thank you, Lathan, so much for joining us in the studio today.
1: Yes, dude. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We are so excited. All right. Let's start off with a couple of questions tell us something um maybe a crazy fact about you maybe something that not everybody knows
1: um i don't think a lot of people know uh since i like rap a lot i love to fish you know what i'm saying so i love to fish i love to crappie fish i love to take my son crappie fishing um i love to go to friends ponds and go do some crappie fishing and i love um i love like skateboarding too i do i like skateboarding. i do that like in my spare time for like cardio versus just riding a bike sometimes i grab a skateboard and try to do a little skateboarding All right.
0: Are you picture that came to my mind was down a stairway post or something, you know, are you up high doing that?
1: Oh, no, no, no. We ain't made it there yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The fishing. So I grew up copy fishing and my dad loves that. Yeah. Nice. Lots of lots of fish fries. Y'all take it home. Scale them.
1: Yes, Well, we, I used to skin them until now. I just like fillet them. Like it's like new technology where you get a fillet knife. You can hook the electric <laughs> fillet knife up versus just taking like the spoon and the knife and, you know, scaling them. Now it's something different. So I'm excited about oh, that. Yeah. I mean, I'm now I'm teaching my son how to actually fillet. What about fish. hush puppies? Uh, I haven't did the hush puppies yet.
0: <laughs> Gotta have the hush puppies with the, uh, yes. fish. So yes. fun. Yes, for sure. All right. So you grew up not too far from here where yeah. we are here yeah. in South Haven, Mississippi. Yeah. So tell us a little bit what it was like, your life, as a young kid growing up um, in Jackson, Tennessee.
1: Yeah, Jackson, Tennessee, dude, is um, probably about an hour and 10, 15 minutes outside of Memphis, Tennessee. And I grew up um, in Jackson, Tennessee, and it was on a rough part of town. It was the east side of Jackson, Tennessee. And um, I grew up around a whole lot of people that were just, like, more into drugs, more into gangs. So it's like that, that type of environment had captured me. You know, because I was used to seeing what everybody else was doing. So when I started seeing what everybody else was doing, I was just like, you know what? I guess this is the norm. I guess this is this is how life's supposed to be. Even though I had my mom and my daddy both in the household, it was still like my environment just captured me to just go down the same path that they was going down.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that path sure. um in a little bit. But now you're on a new path. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about your wife and your kids, two boys, right?
1: Yes, two boys, Boston and Maverick. And they are a handful. We're two and out. We're done. No more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, I just, I love my wife so much because first off, like, my wife is the, the person that, that helped me get along. Like, that helped me, like, push me during this whole journey. You know what I'm saying? Uh Even with music, like she knew that, I knew like it was a confirmation from God when she came to me and she was just like, you know what, music is something that you need to be doing. Like this is your passion. Even though you work for the railroad, I don't think this is like what the Lord is calling you to do. You know, he calling you to actually use your voice. So I've been doing music for a while, but at the same time, it's like, when the labels and stuff started coming, that's when my wife was like, okay, now it's time. You know, mm. so she's a big part of everything that's going on right now in my life. That's
0: so awesome. How long have y'all been that's married?
1: So, oh my gosh. It'll be 10 years, March 17th.
0: Wow. Yeah, decade. we've been together
1: since 2007, high school. So like high school sweethearts.
0: What's your favorite thing about being married?
1: My favorite thing about being married is, um, I got a lot of favorites, you know, cause my good outweigh the bad things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But my favorite thing about being married is, I don't know, just having, spending that quality time with my wife. Like sometimes we don't even do nothing. We'll sit in a in a in a in a house and just sit on the couch and just watch TV. Like to us, that's like quality time. If oh, we're yeah. just sitting there together watching TV, since so I y'all move, have the
0: same love language,
1: quality no, time. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> we do not have the same love language. Because um, mine is like like the like the physical, like the mm-hmm. touch and stuff, you know. Yeah. And hers is more mental, so it's like. That, like, that part collide, but at the same time, it's still God bringing it together. Cause mm-hmm. I love the total opposite. It's like when people are total opposite and they, they like under one roof, it's like it helped you build because now you, you learning something from somebody else and this person's learning something from you that they don't know nothing about. You know what I mean? So that's why marriage is like, it's, so it's hard work, but it's good. Yeah,
0: it's, it's good. so good. You recognize yes. that. Yes, yeah. definitely. Takes a lot of communication. All right. What do yes. y'all like to do with your sons?
1: um i like to go fishing with my sons but my wife don't like bugs so she don't <laughs> like to be out in the lake and like going fishing but um she like to play board games mm. she like to play board games with my son and she like bike riding with my sons yeah. so what's your favorite that, like.
0: game y'all play
1: um Candyland. i know that's old <laughs> and i know that's you know it's it's real simple but when you playing it with like a six-year-old you know what i'm saying Well, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old oh, they love it's it. like yeah my six-year-old
0: yeah. loves it, too. All right. But I have to ask, do you have the new Candyland or the old Candyland?
1: I think we got the new Candyland.
0: It is a rip-off.
1: It is. It's weird, ain't it? <laughs> make it go back to the candy. And make
0: <laughs> when I saw that thing, because I had the old, you know, I grew yeah. up in the 80s, so I had the old Candyland. And yeah. now the new one, yeah, just a little tiny nothing the cards you had to punch out yourself they're real thin yeah
1: yeah, I and they thought, like what? they're not even they're not even like a deck of card size no they're like some like the miniature versions I'm like, of this that. isn't gonna
0: last long exactly anyway yeah anything to keep them out of the technology yeah the dude, yeah
1: that's what i try to do i try to go outside a lot with my boys play football with them um i even like my oldest sometimes we'll do music together you know what i mean like he like to just sit and listen to some some music that i haven't even released so he like to sit and get into that so I think he's going to be something like that. That's
0: awesome. So yeah. have you recorded anything with him?
1: No, I haven't recorded nothing with him. Um, But he liked the stage. like He loved the being on stage and stuff like that. So he's not shy about that at all. He wanted to dance fine. and stuff on stage. So, so
0: I'm going to get him on stage soon. Lathan, what about jokes? Do you ever joke around? Do you have a good joke you want to tell us?
1: Uh I don't joke around a lot. Um, My wife don't like jokes. I tried that once before, and it didn't go well. <laughs> so I said, okay, let me start with the jokes. Let me... <laughs> Because you know how like you see people on video do like YouTube and TikTok and they like pranking their wives oh, yeah, and pranking yeah. their girlfriends like that went one time and it was like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What'd
0: you do? We're
1: not gonna, I, I don't even want to say.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's been pretty bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But no, it was a moth. It wasn't nothing bad. It was like it was um, I had my phone recording and it was like a moth sitting on the door. And when I came in the back door, I just picked up the moth. I grabbed the wings, <laughs> and I came in. She, I know she like terrified of bugs, like straight up, especially like no. wasp or something like that. And I grabbed the moth and I walked in. I was like, and I hit the phone and I was like, oh my god, look at this wasp! <laughs> and I threw it when I sat in the landing right on her, and dude, she flipped. I was like, uh, yeah, I better not do that no more.
0: Yeah, that's more mean.
1: Yeah, that was, when you go after somebody's mean. weakness. <laughs> 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 so I was done with that. After that, day was over.
0: All right. What about this? If you. Could only listen to one genre of music. You have to pick a decade. One genre, one type. That's all you could listen to for the rest of your life. And then the other question is, what decade? If you could pick one decade, so all genres in one decade, what decade would you pick?
1: That's a hard one because it'll definitely be like the Christian gospel area. You know what I'm saying? But if you would have asked me this about 10 years ago, I'd have been like, oh, straight up hip hop. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't want that like kind of pollution in my mind now. So it's like, I definitely would listen like to, like that old dude, like I don't know, like the nineties, ninety five like the nineties, eighties eighties. I love that. Hey yes, I was loved, like, big I know in the 90s. I, so I had really... my
0: little CD player and my headphones.
1: Yeah. See, that's crazy that I know that because, I, like, I would listen to some of that stuff with my daddy. Like, he would have these old CDs like that, of like the old Christian, um, like that whole, that whole gospel area. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and that's when I would kind of listen to it. I would listen to stuff like that, just picking up these CDs. I mean, it went from like the Tupac ways into the Christian ways. So it's like, okay, let's listen to this. You know? So, yeah, I would definitely listen to like that Christian. That'd be no fun, though,
0: to be tied down to one.
1: Yeah, yeah. One decade. I don't think
0: 80s would be, be what came to mind first since I grew up yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. But yeah, um, 80s music isn't that great if you really listen to the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not, not something it's, it's to be proud crazy. of.
1: It was definitely getting crazy.
0: So one thing I really admire from you from what I can see watching your social media and looking at different things is you're really cool and having you in here and you're really humble. Even though God Thank has, you. you know, He's opened all these doors for me, for you. Sometimes people will just run with that and go on their own. Yeah, yeah. And then um, very few will stick to the path that yeah, God has laid out for them. For sure. So how how are you doing that? How are you sticking to the path?
1: Um, staying grounded and rooted around people that love Jesus. It's like it's so simple. Because it's like when you start to do what the world is doing, of course, when you feed your flesh more, that you'll go more to that, to that worldly way of doing things. But if you start to feed your spirit man more mm. and connect with people that still like to feed their spirit man, then it's like no questions asked about that. You know, so that's okay. why I try to make sure, even when I get like on this whole country scene, it, when I get in the country genre, I still make sure I bring like the presence of the Holy Spirit with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like even when I go to studios, like that's why when I go to studios and I actually record, I like turning, I turn the lights off. You know what I mean? I get in my moment. I get in my mm-hmm. mode and I just ask God to be my tongue to speak, you know, and be my mind and then be my ears to listen. So when I do that, it's like I start freestyling and that's what you get that comes out onto the mic wow. or it comes out into the music, you know? So I got to stay grounded like that with Christ. Oh, I got to keep him with me. Got to keep people around me that can keep me grounded, mm-hmm. keep me rooted in him.
0: So godly people around you feed yes. your spirit,
1: but what else? How else do you feed your spirit? Um, I feed my spirit with good music. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I'm headed to somewhere, I'm listening to good music. You know, I try not to listen to stuff that got, like, cussing and stuff that got, like... Now, I mean, to some people, that's, you know, that's their thing. That's what they do. But at the same time, it's like, now that God is working on me and doing some stuff major in our lives, it's like, dude, I don't have a lot of that room for error. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's it's going so fast, dude. When I signed a label, this stuff started speeding up and going so fast. And I had to even tell the label like my boundaries and my limits. I was like, if I'm gonna sign this deal with you guys, I have to be this right here. I wanna show yeah. you my vision. I don't want you to try to give me my vision. I want to show you my vision and what God is doing. And my vision is God love and unity. So And
0: how have people taken that?
1: Dude, they it's like with me, um, I'm I'm un like it's like I don't really I wouldn't say that I don't really care how people feel or how people like take it because at the same time, like God been doing something in my life so much. Like I don't even like, I look at it like I supposed to be, you know, dead at a time in my life. I was supposed to have been like, you know, it was, it was, it looked like I was supposed to be losing my life at one point of time. So now I look at life so different whenever mm-hmm. I go to these spots, it's like, I don't even care what people think about what's going on. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna still like tell people about Jesus, tell people about God, even in my music and make just positive, good vibes. Like, nothing negative. I feel like we go through enough negativity in one day mm. for us, to, for me to even talk about anything negative, you know. So I, I, that's what I want my listeners to understand. Like, when you hear my music, I want something good to come out of it. Even if it's just uplifting your spirit or if it's just encouraging you for, like, five minutes or two and a half minutes, however long the song is, I want it to just, you know, take you to another level.
0: It's for super sure. encouraging. I told you before we started. I was listening to it last night, um, so
1: nice, you guys nice. are
0: going to want to check it out. But So you're definitely not a people pleaser. I love that. You are a God oh. pleaser on purpose. Yeah, um, for sure. So tell us what made you a God pleaser. Tell us that story where it all started.
1: Um, What made me a God pleaser is, first off, dude, I can remember um, my grandma was telling me about Jesus, telling me about God. You know, and I, I used to have friends that used to come over there and I used to be like, bro, listen, my grandma, you know, she, she gonna talk to you about God, but don't worry about it. You know, we're gonna go in and get something to drink, some water or something, and then come out. And so my grandma actually like, led open up the door for me to be in like, for me to be somebody that was like, you know, Lathan, whenever you in a time of need, I always call on God. I always call on Jesus. And I never looked at it like that though. I, I only thought it was something that somebody always said. Cause I heard it growing up. You know, I was, I it's like I was, that was making me go to church. So I didn't really feel that. I didn't really know that. You know what I mean? So I just looked at it like, man, I don't I don't I don't see Jesus like how everybody see Jesus right now. Especially when you surrounded around a, like in, in an environment that people don't even talk about that stuff and then they make you uncomfortable even if you have a thought about it and you'd be like, What about God? And they'd be like, Wait, what? Man, come on, dude, let's do this or you know, something something secular, or let's do, you know, rob or, or whatever, you know. It's like it's not it, it didn't grow up where I grew up at. You know, so I'm I'm definitely unapologetic about that. That's why I'm I'm hardcore about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I've been around too many people that was, that made it uncomfortable for me to talk about Jesus. Now I don't care who I'm around. It's just like, either you're gonna like me or not. Even like I told labels, like, y'all either gonna like me for who I am or I ain't gotta do this. I'll keep working for the railroad and do it independently. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what makes me so hardcore about why I love Jesus. So
0: good. And that opens up avenues for people to share their views. And, yes.
1: Yes, yes. And that's why I switched so many people in my, around me. You know what I mean? Like, from my producers to, my team i've switched so many people around me because i felt like dude if i can't be me and y'all run with that and y'all stand behind my vision then if i'm doing what y'all want me to do then that's Mm y'all vision you know what i mean so i don't want to be that type of person that's running off for their vision because the only thing uh, you got to watch these labels because a lot of the labels just see dollar signs and numbers you know and i'm not a numbers person i'm not a dollar sign person you know i've done so many shows for free and then My booking team would get mad. Like, wait a minute, dude. Why why are you way over here in, you know, Virginia? (laughs) Bro, you didn't even get paid to be there. And it's just like, because I feel like the Spirit is telling me to go over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's different.
0: Yeah. But people that aren't following Jesus could never understand that.
1: No, they can never understand Mm it. But see, that's not my, I can't, I can't like fall into that just because they don't understand it. I still got to go with what the Lord is telling me to do.
0: So good. And that's where the true blessings are.
1: Yeah. Money's not
0: the blessing. No, no, no. Lots no, of people have no, money and are not following Jesus. No. The true blessings. The peace exactly. and the joy that you have no matter what's going yes. on. Yes, What tons of people are craving right now. Yes. They don't know how to get it.
1: Straight up. And you're and making had,
0: a way. You're showing them the
1: way. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I've had so many offers on the table, but it was like some crazy offers for some six-figure amounts of money. But I couldn't do it because it was just a simple fact that mm. I didn't want it to hurt what's going on. And then I don't want to like straight people in the wrong direction. Like you got to think when you, are, when you on this type of platform, dude, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff on your hands. Like even believe it or not, like it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff on your hands and you don't want to stray, man, like, um, what, one point, I got 1.4 million followers on TikTok. You don't want to stray 1.4 million people away from, you know, yeah. what you really, your vision, which is God, love and unity or Jesus. You know what I mean? You don't want to stray that many people away from that. Even if 500,000 people seen me do something negative Mm -hmm. or take a deal that I know wasn't, you know, pleasing to the Lord. I don't want 500,000 people to see that. Yeah. You know.
0: All right. Take us back to your grandma and that what she put in your head and how that God used that that one night where he just rescued you.
1: Oh man! So I remember in 2011 when we was um. See, I'm a I was a dancer first before I did music. I was a dancer, and I actually had started doing just a little backstory. I actually had started doing music to help a lot of the guys in my neighborhood, just to, just to show them like, d- just because you grew up here don't mean you got to stay here or you got to die here. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I started making music. But um, dude, like. I remember in 2011 when we started, I started dancing and I remember we won a talent show in my hometown. And after we won this talent show, they gave us like, I think it was like $3,000. So that's a lot of money. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So we was like, let's go splurge this money. Let's go have fun. Let's go, let's go hang out, but let's go dance. So what can we go dance? And in my hometown, man, like every club knew us in my hometown. So we would park in the front and we would just go in. When you had to pay, we just go in and we hang out with everybody. Well, I had like, I had, like, a lot of people with me. I always ran with, like, at least seven or eight people, you know? So, and and out of those people, it's always, like, two or three that's, like, down for anything and that's ready to do whatever. Like, hot-headed people and they're just ready to do whatever. So, I had a couple of those people with me this one night. And I will never forget it. In 2011, I went to go celebrate at this club and we started dancing. And I remember... When I got done dancing, we formed a circle and we sat over by the DJ booth. And one of my cousins and, and my, one of my best friends, we was all in there just hanging out, chilling. And he noticed somebody, uh, from like, I don't know, like a year or two ago. That's the thing about the streets. Like the streets never forgive and they never forget about what you did. It don't matter if it was two years, five years, 10 years back, or if they had cousins. That's why stuff keep on happening. Cause they know somebody or they have a cousin or an affiliate that knew somebody that, that that something happened to this person if you did something to them. And, my cousin, dude, like he noticed that this guy just staring at him and he noticed who he was. He was like, oh, man, like I've had problems with this guy before. And I was just thinking to myself, like, OK, I always tried to keep the peace. Like God always had some type of peace in my heart before I even said Jesus come into my life. It was already some type of peace because I was always the person that tried to break stuff up. I was always the person that was like when, when guys would say, hey, let's go do this. I would be like, but what if we do this? You know what I'm saying? Like I was always trying to. Uh, uh, twist it around, twist the situation around when I seen it going sideways. So, we sitting in the club, dude, and my cousin noticed this guy, and this guy walks over to us. He was walking out the door. As soon as he was walking out the door, he like steps on my guy feet. Like literally, cause it's like he trying to start something. Mm. So he stepped on his foot. And he literally, like, turned around and launched at him, and I grabbed him. I remember grabbing him, and then when I grabbed him, I would start pushing him at the door. And when I was pushing him at the door, like, no, no, look, let's just go to another spot, this, is and that. But then as I was getting to the door, I felt like a hard push on my back. And when I felt that hard push on my back, I was like, oh, you know, and I turned around with him in my arms, like. And, dude, it's like the whole club was fighting. It looked like a bar fight. It looked like. Um, I don't know, something in them western movies because you seen like bottles, like you seen like this dude standing on a bar and he reaches over oh, and he's yeah. a guy with a bottle and the other dude picked up a chair and he's the guy with a chair and it was like I knew then, like, okay, we got to get out of here. So now I'm shoving him out, shoving my cousin out. And when I got my cousin out, I was trying to get him to the car. When I got him to the car, I was like, okay, now lock the doors, you know, sit in here. I got to go get the rest of the guys. And three or four of my guys started coming out. And when, like, my fifth guy, the fifth guy that came out, I was trying to rush everybody, get everybody to the car. Like, and I'm just having enough sense to be like, let's at least just get out of here. You know what I mean? Because it's it's too chaotic in in this one little spot. So I get one of my guys out to the car. As soon as I got him to the car, dude, I remember him walking up to me. And he had a gash on his head. Like from the top of his head, all the way down to like the middle of his ear. And I I, I immediately, I, like I panicked. I was like, oh, snaps. So I had two shirts on. I had a shirt and two t-shirt on. So I took one of the shirts off. And I remember putting it on his head just trying to like stop the bleeding from his head. And I'm like, we got to get you to the hospital, bro. Like we really got to get you to the hospital. So I put him in and I shut the door and now all of my guys starting to come out. And when I put him in and shut the door, um now I got like all of my guys coming to the car. So I'm trying to help my guys get in the car. We we was like three or four cars deep. So you got to think about it. Think about this. It's a whole chaotic scene. I'm running around. This guy is, is bleeding to death. And now I'm trying to get all of my people in one, two or three cars so we can go. And everybody's running and going like crazy. So, but I'm still trying to be calm and you know get everybody away from the situation. Well, as I, when I put him in the car, I didn't know that the guys that actually that was walking towards us, they the ones that actually hit him in the head. I found this out later. So they they like targeted him. So as these two guys were walking up to us, man, as soon as they was walking up to us, I noticed everybody around them was scattering, you know. And when people started scattering, I was like. Oh snaps, like, what's going on? Cause these guys is walking up on us. And when I turned around from these people scattering, I was like, yo, and I turned around to tell them, okay, let's go. Dude, it's like, they opened up the doors on the side of the car and everybody took off. So now I'm like, even the guy that was, that was, that, that, that was holding his head from leaking. So now I don't put everybody in here cause I'm trying to get everybody up and ready to go. And now when I turn around, everybody gone. So now I'm standing there by myself. So I look at these guys and I was like, oh, Snuffs, I got to get out of here. So I turned around and I took off running. When I took off running, I started running around this building. And when I ran around this building, I noticed that these two guys was chasing me. Like I turned around and was like, oh, Snuffs, like these dudes really chasing me. So now I'm looking back and running, looking back and running, trying to get away from the guys. And didn't even know where I was going. Dude, it was a club. So I'm just running around the club building. And I ran right into a brick wall. I remember running right into a brick wall after, like, cause I'm trying to look and see if somebody's still behind me. And I remember hitting a brick wall and feeling like humiliated. I was like, dang, I just ran into this wall. Like, what the world? You know, I was laughing at myself. Like, that's crazy. But I didn't realize that when I hit this wall, the two guys that was chasing me, now they up on me. You know, they breathing hard. They breathing heavy. And they, I remember them saying like, what's up, bro? Like, yeah, what's up now? What's up now? And I'm trying to explain to them like, yo, I'm just a guy that was trying to help, you know, get the situation cleared and get, they weren't trying to hear none of that. These guys were standing right there, and I remember with my back against the wall, I remember looking up, and I was like, okay. I see they're not hearing what I'm saying, so I'm going to try to fight my way out of the situation. So I take off my shirt. I'm going to take off my shirt to try to fight myself through these two guys, to try to get past these guys. And, dude, I remember this one dude pulling a .45 caliber pistol, like just straight from his side. He just pulls it out from his back and just pulls it down to the side, and he's just standing there. And when he's standing there, his friend was telling him, he was like, man, go ahead and shoot him. You know, he told him to kill me. He was like, man, go ahead and shoot this guy. Go ahead and kill this guy. Like, ain't nobody around here with us? Dude, go ahead and shoot him. He was like, earn your stripes right now. You can go ahead and get rid of this dude. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh, snaps, I'm finna die. You know what I mean? Like, but that didn't happen. Like, that didn't click in my mind until the guy drew the gun on me. Like, I still was thinking to myself, I'm finna fight. Like, I'm finna think of how I'm, I'm finna get myself out of this situation until when he pulled the gun when he drew the gun and he pointed the gun in my face that's when i knew then like oh snaps dude my mama finna see me on the news you know what i'm saying i was like dude my grandma my daddy like dude they finna see me i don't want to go like this you know what i mean like behind a club i don't want to go like this so the guy got the 45 caliber pistol pointed at my face and i can remember the dude telling him like man go ahead and shoot this dude like, like, no remorse, no nothing. He was like, go ahead and shoot this dude. And I remember too, like, looking up, and I can remember my grandma always saying if I was having a time of need to just call on God. Like, that struck, that struck with me. And as I'm standing right there, and I'm just like, I said, God. I remember looking up and saying, God, if you're here, like everybody say you are. Now don't, don't, like, don't forget, I didn't have a relationship like that with God. You know what I'm saying? So I remember looking up and I said, God, if you real like everybody say you are, they just help me out of this little simple situation. No, this major situation, help me out of this major situation. If you're real like everybody say you are, just help me out of this situation. And I remember the guy looking at me and he looked at his friend. And out of fear, I knew he would pull the trigger because he was sweating. Not only was he sweating bullets, but he was shaking. It's like his hand was shaking and he was sitting there like with his finger on the trigger, like ready to squeeze the trigger. And I remember his partner was like, man, go ahead and shoot him. If you don't shoot him, then I'm going to shoot him. You know, and dude, he looked at me and he looked at his friend. He said, you want me to shoot him? It's like, yeah. And he pulled the trigger while I'm standing right there. He pulled the trigger. And when he pulled the trigger, the gun clicked. And after the gun clicked, his friend took the gun out of his hand and he cocked it back. When he cocked it back, a bullet had ejected out of the gun. And he was like, bro, you don't know what you're doing. And he was drawing down on me. As soon as he drew down on me, it was like some lights from a car. They hit the corner. As soon as he drew the gun, the lights hit the corner and it made it bright where we was because it was chaotic in the front, like cars trying to get out and everything. So when he drew the gun, the lights hit the corner. As soon as the lights hit the corner, the guy took off, like both of them guys jumped around and they took off running, you know. And when they took off running, I was just thinking to myself, like, dang, like. I'm a beast. Like, I can't be touched. Like, I still wasn't humble. I still wasn't a humble person then. Mm. I was like, dang, yeah, that's what I thought. You know, like, yeah. I don't know why they came over me, but I just felt like I would defeated something. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. And dude, as I'm walking away, I remember feeling something sitting on my, like, on my shoulders so heavy. Like, I, I never felt this feeling a day in my life, but I remember feeling something so heavy that I started crying. For no reason, I just started like shedding tears, and I'm just like, "Dang, what's what's going on with me?" You know what I mean? Like, I'm wiping my face, like, "What in the world is going on with me right now?" And then that's when I felt the power of the Holy Spirit for the first time, like literally, tell me, like, and you got to, like, you can't, like, you can't make this up because you got to think, like, I didn't even know Jesus like that. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, but I felt that he he understood, like. Well, Latham, you're a hard-headed guy, so I got to show you this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when he showed me that way, I knew it was a power. Of, like, nobody could tell me that, like, no difference. Because I knew that was the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it sat down on my shoulders, and and it just made me weep. And it made me weep so much that I was I was crying so much and wiping my eyes and wiping my tears. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what in the world is going on? Because I, I don't know this feeling. But when I turned around, I was wiping my eyes so much, I was turned around walking back into that direction where the guy was holding the gun at like right there with me right there. And I started walking back and I remember looking down and I remember seeing a bullet on the ground. And when I I looked at the bullet on the ground and I picked up this bullet and when I picked up the bullet, it had an indent on the back of the bullet to where the hammer had hit the back of the bullet, but the lead just didn't come off of the bullet. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what, that's what God was doing. Cause at the time, man, we, we, we knew so much about guns cause we was in the streets a lot. So God was just showing me like Lathan, before you go tell people this gun jammed, I want you to know that, hey, it happened, but I made it not, you know what I'm saying? I I made it to where I need you to go out and go do some stuff for me. You know what I'm saying? That's when I knew then, like, okay, I want to do something different. Like, I don't want to be the same person. Like, I want to be, this ain't even my scene. If God gave me a whole different chance at life, like a second chance at life, I want to make a big difference to the world and telling the world the story. You know what I'm saying? So that's what happened to me on that night, and ever since then, it was just like I want to be a Jesus person. Whoever this dude is, that saved <laughs> me that night, dude, I want to walk with him. I want to follow him because I feel protected. I feel good. I feel great. That's why anything I do, I'm, I'm I don't, I don't like when it comes to the faith. I don't apologize for it because it's, it's Jesus. Like this is not. This is a temporary home for me. You know, powerful, so
0: powerful. And you know, that's not how most stories end. Yeah, exactly. In those situations. So nope. your story, exactly. And I've just seen didn't so
1: happen. many, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, didn't happen. yeah, coming from the streets, I've seen so many deaths. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, um I've seen people murder, you know, in the streets. And, um and, and a lot of times, like what was, what was funny is like, even people on my team, they want me to talk about some of this stuff. That's when I knew, like, that's not my team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to sugarcoat who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Like God doing something in my life and this stuff need to be heard. Stop trying to put a damper on this type of stuff because I don't want to sugarcoat what's going on in the world, you know, because mm. Jesus is real and I want to show people that.
0: Incredible. Incredible okay. story. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that takes a moment to like yeah. digest and to really, you know, be there. I was seeing it played out in my mind while you're in yeah. it. Kind of the whole thing is like a movie. I mean, yeah, it, it is sure. something you would see on a movie and for sure, um, for sure, but you probably wouldn't see it in the way yours did. So exactly. praise God for what he's done and now what you are taking from that. Um, yes. So where are you right now in life with Jesus? What is your walk like because of
1: all that? Oh, my gosh. It's been now it's not it haven't been a perfect like when I left there. And I'm trying to, cause you gotta think now, I'm trying to be a person that's new into my faith, so I'm trying to figure things out. So I still went around the same people. I still ran around, a, you know, I still hung around stuff that I wasn't supposed to be hanging around, and people that I wasn't supposed to be hanging around, because I'm still, I was still new in my faith. But at the same time, when I got around these people, it was always a sense of emergency of saying like, okay, you, this ain't you no more. You know what I mean? So I started building myself up from that time. And then that's when I met my wife. You know, like, she was my best friend at the time before she even became my wife, dude. She was my best friend. So I would tell her all the time, like, I would get in these jams and in these situations and I would tell her, like, yo, I'm I'm here at the club. Do you mind picking me up? And she would come, dude, with her hair wrap and just come to the clubs like, <laughs> and, like, pick me up. You know, because that's when I knew then it was like, okay, my life is starting to turn. Like, I don't even feel comfortable being in these situations or being in these mm. spots with these people. You know, so that's when I knew, like, okay, my faith is going to a whole nother level. And then when I broke it down and explained to her, about the whole situation. That's when she was like, Well, maybe you have to do something different. And that's when God put on my heart, Well, move. I don't care where you go, but just get out of this, right here, this area. And so that's what me and my wife did, dude. We moved all the way to Virginia. That was way on the East Coast. We moved straight to Virginia. Did you know anybody there? No, didn't know nobody there. Didn't know nobody just there. to get away? Yeah, wanted to get away, but I had to get away from my environment, you know, because my environment was capturing me, you know, so.
0: Who you hang around is who you'll become.
1: Yes, yes. That's why when people ask me like, um, like who you be with and stuff like that, I tell them like, like a man and them and stuff. They are automatically like, oh yeah, they're good people because they love Jesus. Like a man and them love Jesus, and I love hanging around people that like to have fun and just love Jesus and not scared to talk about that. Like, and then when stuff go wrong, you can call these people. You can talk to these people about anything. You know what I'm
0: saying? They understand exactly. When you're a born again believer, you understand the gospel, yeah. which is we are desperate sinners. Exactly. Cannot make it. To God without Jesus, but He's the life, the way, the truth. Yes. Right. And it's all by grace.
1: It is. All it by is. grace.
0: He had total grace on your life. Yes. Um, because we don't deserve anything. And then when we accept and believe, we don't just become perfect, right?
1: No. We still exactly. have struggles. Still have struggles.
0: Constantly. And so what what would you say is your biggest struggle right now?
1: Um, my biggest struggle right now is like when it comes to this music stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's still like, I'm still building my team up to help them understand, like, the vision. Because my vision is God-loving unity, which is glue. And I feel like it's glue because it's, it's just what holds the world together. You know what I mean? And God gave me that vision before I even started jumping into my music career to, like, where it's, like, my full-time job. He been gave me the vision. And now I get to live that vision out. But, like, one of the hardest things is just, like, uh getting everybody on board with the vision. You know what I'm saying? But it's still not, it's not impossible, but it's just hard right now. Because it's, its you got to think, when a lot of money and stuff is in, involved and when a lot of uh, um other people's opinions are involved, it's like, hey, don't forget the vision. But Lathan, I understand that's your vision, Lathan. but over here, it's this, 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 this. You know, do you want to do this with the label or not? And it's like, no, I don't. And they're like, oh, man. Then now the opportunities, because of my vision, the opportunities are becoming slim. But it's still not, to me, it's like, I really don't care about that because now look like it's a blessing that I get to say this for the first time on the radio. Like now I'm Provident, like Provident the, uh, the label is actually like looking into me. So I actually get to like connect with them. Provident, oh. like, you know, labeled it like King and country and all of these Christian artists on. That's
0: incredible. Now
1: God is like transitioning me to a whole new season and I'm excited for it. Mm. A better way. Yes. A whole better way.
0: We can never pick the no, better way on our right. own. Right. No. God had to do something.
1: Yeah, in when I connected life. with Matthew West, it was just up from there. Like, I love Matthew West.
0: I love that song you did with him, What If.
1: Yeah, What If, What If. And, dude, I wrote that on the way in, like five minutes on the way into the studio. And he oh. was just like, what the world, dude? And I was thinking to myself, like, damn, bro, you really like that? Because I was thinking to myself, like, hey, I did this, but, hey, I can just freestyle something else. But he was like, no, bro, please, let's keep that. Let's keep that. So that was like a raw thing that I did right there with Matthew West. Yeah, And the connection it. was amazing.
0: Loved it. So good. Check that song out if you haven't. Yes. With Matthew West, What If. So North Star Academy, you've learned a little bit about us, that we're global all over the world, have students literally in over 100 countries, all different nationalities, doing amazing things around the world, um, a thriving social community here, just from what you've seen so far. From NYX, you also toured NYX, Network of International Christian Schools, North Star is one of them. Can you put something together for us? What do you mean? Freestyle.
1: Oh, freestyle. (laughs) No, I don't want to freestyle. Because um, it's like, I don't know, like, before I freestyle, it's like, I got to take my sip of water. I gotta oh, yeah, we got to turn the lights off. I got to uh, turn Keep <laughs> the lights No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no will,
0: maybe one day.
1: Yeah, definitely. I will come back and definitely, like, what's freestyle for you guys? I love to. Because it's like, I like to gather my thoughts. Because I love when I came into this place and it was just like, it was not what I was expecting. I didn't know, like, I even had other places in different countries. And yeah. then, like all of this stuff I seen from different countries, I was like, dang, these folks really love Jesus to go over to these spots." That's what I was thinking yeah. the whole time. Like these folks really love Jesus. Like they got a heart for the Lord to go over to all of these spots when they don't even have to. They could just keep it in one little area, but they choose to go out where the gospel ain't even being preached. That's that's amazing to me. Yeah, you know. So and you got evidence like stuff that you bring it from these other spots. So it's not like you're just telling me something. It's like, no, I can really see this stuff.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So next amazing. plant schools. All over the world. And so making a huge impact through education is our tool. Just like music is your tool, education is our tool. That's um, amazing. To share Jesus with the world. And then hopefully they'll become disciples and who make disciples. Yes.
1: um, That's the goal. Go throughout
0: the world. So that is the goal. It's definitely an incredible place. I've been here 13 years and every day is amazing. So fun. Um, And I know you can say that too. And you're, even though it's hard, it is. Difficult journey, all kinds of stuff comes at us. But
1: yeah. Fun. Do
0: fun fall the Lord because you never know what's gonna happen the next day.
1: Never know. You never know, dude. Like, I got so many meetings today about just like, like different labels and stuff. So I'm excited about that. You know? So it's like, just when I thought like, ah, these, like, it just I ain't working over here on this side. I don't know how to say it. But at the same time, it's like, God, like, well, I'm building something that's up over here. You know? Why are you sleeping? I'm building something that's up over here. You know?
0: So you've worked with a lot of famous artists.
1: Who's your favorite? I don't. I don't have a favorite. I have like, I have like guys like, um, you know, Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line, um, Morgan Wallen, um, that I really connect with. You know what I'm saying? And when I connect with these guys, it's just like on a genuine conversation. It gets deeper than just music. You know, that's what people don't understand. Like, people are just like they see me with somebody and just like, oh, you should do a song with this guy. That's fine, but at the same time, it's like I'd rather build a relationship and build a connection with this guy, you know, to see if it's even there. That's just like forcing a relationship, and it's just, you know, just because the, the relationship might look good, but it might not be good, you know, because because yeah. music go deeper. You got to think when you put music out, it's out. You can't pull that off the shelf. That's when it comes to the labels. Even if you don't like this music, think about like seven True. years from now when you be like, dang, I shouldn't have said that. Like you don't want you don't want those moments, you know. And I learned it from Tyler. That's what Tyler was saying. Oh, like so if you don't want to put this song out late, then like, think it's about so it. wise, exactly. such great wisdom,
0: and it can apply to anything, anything. any social media, anything. Once yep. you put something out,
1: it's out there; you can't take it back. So definitely think about what you're putting out on social media, and, and even like, man, through music and stuff. That's yeah. what I think about. Mm.
0: Okay, if you're in a room full of a bunch of young people, teenagers, what would you tell them?
1: Whatever it is that you want to do in life, and if you had a passion for it, and you would know it's a passion because it'll be something that you want to do that you even got to get paid to do. Go for their passion. Trust God. Let them lead. It'll happen. Just don't give up. Don't stop. Don't quit. That's what I did. Like, I just never stopped. Even when stuff around me was going crazy. Whatever their passion is, just don't stop and don't give up. And keep allowing God to just lead you. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing. Stayed praying about, like, my whole vision. And God just opened up the door for my vision. That's what I want to tell him.
0: Oh, good. Also something I think of. Nothing's too small
1: Mm-mm. It's not, to
0: start. You know,
1: it's not. It's not too small to start. Like even if it's like some a business that somebody want to do. Like I, I didn't even think I'd be doing music right now. Like literally, come on, man. You got a dude from there was from like the hood area, and I'm doing stuff for country music artists. I was on CMT, Country Music Television. I don't even do country music. Like I'm not a country music. Artist, you know what i'm saying i'm like a hip-hop artist and in reality it's like i'm a hip-hop artist being featured on country artist things but when god opened up the door it's like can't no man shut that so when you see me on the front of cmt it was like i'm looking at it like dang god did something <laughs> crazy because i'm supposed to be like it's supposed to be like a bt you know what i mean but it's like instead it's like cmt and god was just showing me like because ain't nothing too big for me like, don't ever think something is too big for me. Just like on billboard. I was on a billboard uh site about in the front of the billboard actually said, um, latest encounter with God on the billboard. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, dang, that's crazy. And that's what God was showing me. Like, dude, cause you trusted me. Like you believed in me. You believed in what was going on and I can help you get to wherever you're going. So to any young person listening, man, like just trust God and believe that it can happen and it's going to happen. No matter what, I'm a walking, living testimony that it can happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like somebody from little old Jackson, Tennessee, that God is using to touch a nation, the world, just like here, this place here.
0: What song are you most proud of?
1: Um, I'm most proud of, I would say, I like my way, but it got to be, got to be God. Because got to be God is a song that, that's like, um, without God, I wouldn't be here. So it got to be God for what's going on. And until you break down a little bit about my testimony. And that's what I want to get more into now. Like God been putting on my heart, like get more into the Jesus music, get more into pushing people about me versus just rapping about, or just being about like in the country scene or the country area. You know what I'm saying? Get more into pointing people to me. Cause I remember doing a show in North Carolina with Jimmy Allen. And I remember looking at those folks out there and I did my song. It's okay to cry. And I remember seeing like, I can look over the audience and see like 25, 30 people crying. In my head, I was counting like, oh, man, like these folks are really crying. Like I I didn't even mean for this to happen. But at the same time, just like I'm just doing what I do. And that's when God showed me, like, because I want to use you for more than just what you think I want to use you for, man. So now I was just thinking, like, if I did that, I can talk more about Jesus right after this. And they can want to be they want to know who Jesus is. Why they got their cups in their hands. Like, I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to still say, hey, look, mm-hmm. I love God. I love Jesus. If you got a problem with that, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk about it. You know what I mean? So, it's amazing to me. And where did
0: that song, um, It's Okay to Cry, come from?
1: Um, it came from, like, uh, the death of people. Like, um, I've, since I I've experienced so many people dying, like my cousin, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was a tragic death that happened in my life. Like, knowing that my cousin got murdered to the streets. And then, um, that was a thing of me is like holding in my tears because I was just feeling like I'm a man. So I can hold in these tears like I don't have to I don't want to cry because I don't want to I don't want to look weak. But then once I started shedding tears about that moment, I was able to move on from that moment. You know what I'm saying? It was like when I shed the tears, all the emotions and everything that I had built up in me. It was like all of that stuff was flowing through the tears. And I was just trying to show the world, dude, if you release some of this stuff like, oh, my God, you feel a whole lot better. So that's why it's OK to cry, Kane, when I made that song. I want to show the world, like, dude, it's okay to cry. Like, seriously,
0: countercultural.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: so good. We need to scream that. Um, all right. Speaking of music, something special is happening this Saturday night. Oh my! Tell gosh, us what's dude. happening this Saturday night.
1: The Delta Fair. I will be at the Delta Fair in Memphis, Tennessee, September. The, what is it? This Saturday. The fourth. Yeah, September the fourth. My day's running. I'm talking about my calendar. So full of stuff. I just be like, oh yeah, it's this. I won't even say dates. I just say is this Friday or is this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. Dude. Yeah, main and stage. Yes, at Delta Fest. At the Delta Fest.
0: Yeah. Yes, big yes, fair yes. in Memphis, Tennessee. You can definitely Google that if you're anywhere near Memphis. Yes, come check it out.
1: Glad to see y'all there, man. I'm, I'm I'm pumped about this setup because I haven't. I did one in Jackson, my hometown. Then it's like coming to Memphis. It's like now you got a bunch of different, like, random people coming together. And that's my vision, man, like God, love, and unity. And yeah. I'm going to have that type of merch out there to where it's like we're pushing that out into the world. When people see these shirts, it's like, okay, this dude's trying to bring some love and unity to the world. And he's keeping God before anything. That's why the G is first.
0: So good. It has been awesome getting to talk with you. Thank you. I'll sit down with you. I know you're super busy. So thank you for uh, just working this in your schedule. And um, yeah, course. so if listeners right now, they want to check you out, find out more, what's the best way?
1: Um, it's on social media. Uh, it's the first name, last name. It's not nothing. I don't have nicknames and stuff like that. So it's Lathan Warlick, L-A-T-H-A-N-W-A-R-L-I-C-K. And that's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even on Spotify. If you just, if they just Google that, then they'll be able to see me. Even TikTok. Laker yeah. Warlick, um, I got a lot of TikTok people, and I love my TikTok family. Like they've been showing so much love on everything, and they've been it been construct- like constructive criticism too, <laughs> to where it's like you know if they don't like something, they definitely gonna tell me they don't like something. But at the same time, it's like it's just having fun and just you know showing the world hey it's okay yeah you know so they can, see, they can find me everywhere in
0: your car a lot yeah. doing the freestyling.
1: I love it. I love it. I think I like that more than land land versus because it's real. It's just like coming from the heart. I don't overthink it. It's just right there. Yeah, So I love it.
0: It's so good. Y'all definitely need to go check out Lathan's music. Like I said earlier, I spent a couple hours last night just listening to his music. And I, it was so good that I just kept playing it over and over and telling other people about it. And um, yeah, because I'd heard a little bit, but not all the songs like I did last night. So check it out. Check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere like that. But we're going to head out now and we're going to leave you with one of his songs, Gotta Be God.
1: Yes, featuring Russell Dickerson. I cannot wait for y'all to hear this one. Check this one out, and I love this one. It's this like one of my favorite songs on the EP, so check it out.
0: Yeah, check it out. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you so much, Lathan, again. Oh, yeah. It was a pleasure.
1: Blessing just being here and seeing how y'all work. It's your bring back memories, bro. It's real. Shut up. It's coming from the soul, so bear with me on this one. I remember mean, telling this story like it was yesterday. When I think about my life, I could've easily been gone Put myself in situations that could easily go wrong Found myself facing somebody that's ready to kill me When he was shaking, pointing a gun at me and squeezing the chrome Never thought that I'd be looking down a barrel of a river. Asking God if he could hit me, then reach out to the shooter Pulled the trigger trying to kill me, but it wasn't my time to go And that was God holding death back from taking me sooner Gotta be God, gotta be him Pullin' me out of that mess I
2: am in Look at me now, look at me in Good Lord knows it wasn't nothing I did A boy like me could get what I got Yeah, can't nobody tell me this And I know no, it's gotta be God it's gotta be God. God Okay, it's amazing how we
1: got a second chance to do right Cause even though we don't deserve it, he'll give us a new life It's still a long way from perfect, but to him it's alright perfection but it's progress he like what you see is not on me because i'm walking in favor though so what you hear is not your every song on the radio but i'ma keep pushing what he telling me to do until the time come around for him to tell me to let it go gotta be gone gotta be
2: My gonna come through, come through, yeah, he gonna come through Every time I know my guy gonna come through Every time I know it's all gonna be alright Every time I know my guy gonna come through, come through Yeah, he gonna come Gotta through. be God, gotta be him for me out of that mess, the beat.